Hi, I'm Jillian, and you are listening to Grow Your Business with Podcasting. This short and sweet weekly podcast will teach you how to brainstorm, create, and successfully launch your podcast so you can grow your business. Podcasting is one of the best ways to introduce your audience to you and what you offer because it's free. If the value you give in your podcast improves their life, imagine what your course or program will do for them. So listen in as I help you get started with podcasting so you can impact more lives. Hello and welcome back, everybody. In today's episode, I have my very first guest on. I'm so excited. Lindsay Sacco is a business coach who helps coaches confidently sell high-ticket programs with magnetic messaging and authentic sales. With five years of coaching and consulting experience, Lindsay knows what it takes to launch and grow a six-figure business and what major mistakes can cause even the smartest, most driven coach to struggle. In today's episode, she is talking with us about how to do market research. So we actually talk about what our listeners want to hear. So this is a very, very good episode. This episode was actually an IG live, so it's not the best quality, especially since I am super nervous on IG live. So I am laughing a lot in this episode because I laugh when I get nervous. So you will hear a lot of nervous laughter from me. And at about the 23... Between 23 and 2330 mark, there were some very loud banging noises in my neighborhood. So you can kind of hear them in the background or hear a few banging things. Tried to get them out, very hard to do. So just ignore those. But getting this message out is more important. So I really wanted you guys to be able to hear this in case you didn't see the IG live. So please listen in. And if you can rate and review or leave me a DM or just let me know what you thought of this episode, I would really, really love to know that. So enjoy. Do you want to tell us who you are and what you do and about your business? Yeah, I would love to. Thanks again for having me on, chatting with your audience. I I'm so obsessed with market research. So that'll be obvious in the coming minutes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for, for those who don't know me, I'm Lindsay Sacco. I'm the owner and head coach at Forza Collective. I help coaches and service providers sell their high ticket offers confidently with magnetic messaging and authentic sales. And I'm a market research and pricing nerd. So today, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is market research. And in particular, I know that a lot of your audience either have podcasts or are looking to launch podcasts. And a big thing on their mind is how they can create content that's actually going to get their listeners excited, eager, and to take action, whether that's to subscribe or to buy, however they're using their podcast to grow their brand. And so we'll talk about market research in particular and how you can use market research with all of those goals and to make those those subscribes and the listens and that listenership, that relationship with a uh, with the listenership, to be so much more powerful. So, yes. super excited about that. Yes, that's what everybody wants too—more connection with your listeners and what they want to hear from you. Absolutely, yeah. To get started, do you want to let us know what exactly is market research? <laughs> For those who don't know, like, what yeah. do you it's so funny because so I went to business school and I would say that the number one thing that I walked away learning was how to do market research and what market research truly was, because I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about what market mm-hmm. research is. And in a bit, we'll talk about kind of the big myths and debunk some of those, but I didn't realize how little people, how much, how little people knew grammar about market research. 
I thought that it was something, right? You, you graduate, something becomes an, like an innate knowledge in you. And then you forget that this is something that not everybody and their mother knows. And what market research essentially is, is going directly to your audience, directly to the source, directly to the people who are going to ultimately pay your paycheck in your business and deeply understanding their pain points, their desires, what they're looking for, what they're not looking for. So you can turn around, use all that data in your business. There are so many different ways that you can use it from content creation, like we're going to talk about today with with podcasts in particular, but also to help you find your niche, to figure out who your core audience is, to figure out what marketing, marketing strategies are actually going to resonate with them, all of that pricing, like there's pretty much no aspect of your, your external facing business that market research can't help you with. But the bottom line is you've got to be able to talk to people, the exact people who are going to be turning around and buying face to face in person or over zoom or something like that. So we'll talk a little bit more about what it looks like, but that's market research. Awesome. Yes. And you actually answered my next question, why we should, why, why we should do market research. Yeah. And, and I think, so yeah, aside from like the obvious answer that I just shared, which is like, it helps you with everything. We can get a little bit more specific in that too. I know that when I first launched my podcast, a big question that I had was how do I know that what I'm going to say is actually going to resonate with the people who are listening? Because I have all of the, I had all these ideas in my head. I had all of these thoughts about what I thought they would want to hear, what I thought they should know, what I thought that they needed to know in order to grow mm-hmm. their business. And all of those assumptions are just that. They're just assumptions, right? They're not fact. They're not based on knowledge that we've gathered directly from the source, like I mentioned. So the best way that market research can help you in your podcast journey is by helping you figure out how your content, how to develop content that your that your listeners are actually going to resonate with. And if you're the type of person who is sitting there with like writer's block or podcaster's block, <laughs> and you're just not sure what the heck to come up with, like you're trying to come up with weekly content, or maybe you're posting more regularly than that, and the ideas aren't flowing, a mm-hmm. big reason why that can be is because of a lack of clarity of what your audience wants to hear. There is no better feeling than having like a list of eight, 80 different ideas that come directly from your audience so that you know once you put all the energy into recording, editing, put posting, show notes, all of that stuff that you know it's actually going to be really fruitful and that the people who are going to listen to it are going to be super excited to have heard it and then hopefully take action with whatever calls to action you have at the end. So that's a big, big thing that I know you and I have talked about and I know I've experienced as you know, someone who built a podcast too. Yes, definitely. There's nothing worse than turning on the mic and being like, what am I talking about today? Yeah. <laughs> or feeling like everything you've talked about has already, you've already talked about it, you know? So knowing Absolutely. exactly what your pod, your listeners want to hear is very important. It's huge. Yes. Do you want to go a little bit more into how do we start? Like, where, where do you start to get this <laughs> market research? Like, Yeah. So I remember you and I had a, had a conversation kind of about some of the other big questions your, your audience in particular is struggling with. And, and one of the things that you said to me was sometimes when we're just getting started in in the podcast, we have this big question of like, how do I know that what I'm saying hasn't already been said before? Or why should I start a podcast? If all of these other people have a similar podcast in a similar niche and market research can like, again, this is all about clarity, clarity, clarity and getting the answers. But when you actually get to sit down and talk to the people who will potentially listen to you, 
you get a better sense of what questions are still on their mind and what desires they still have unfulfilled that having listened to a podcast, they could get more insight into, they could get more information into. You basically get a turnaround and confirm all of the things that you think that they need to hear by hearing them, like hearing from them straight on first person and getting all of that really awesome recognition. Now, the number one thing that I can say when you get started into in, in market research, and we'll talk about the nitty gritty, but the number one thing that you have to start with is understanding who that audience is and then having an understanding about roughly what kind of topics do you want to serve them in. So you can't necessarily know who to, mar- to, who to research with <laughs> if you don't have a general sense of what your audience might look like. And I know that this is something that you've talked about multiple times on your Instagram, but when you don't have a clear understanding of who your listenership will be, you can be really scattered and unfocused in, in your content and in, in real, you know, after that, in your marketing of that content. So having that clarity from the beginning is really important. Now, market research can help you further clarify that, but you've got to start somewhere so that you can actually get the people to interview, right? You have to know who you're going to call to call to action to actually sit down and be interviewed by you. So the very first step is understanding a general sense of who do you want to be podcasting for? Who do you want your listeners to be? Who do you feel best suited to serve and to support, whether it's a podcast that's more like tip-based and educational or whether it's more entertainment or things like that, like knowing who you, your best position to serve is super, super crucial. So that's step one. And then step two is figuring out, generally speaking, what are you starting with in terms of your niche for podcasting? And then you can start narrowing in on that. So that's step one. Step two, let's talk about that. Step two (laughs) is actually preparing for that market research and knowing what you're going to ask, why you're asking it and what your podcast or what your research goals are. This is the big place that I see a lot of people getting really, really overwhelmed, right? They're not really sure how to get people in the seats. They're not really sure what to do with that conversation once once they have it. And they're often asking leading questions or questions that are, are, aren't really getting the most accurate information from the people that they're interviewing. I don't know about you, but if you... Like there have been multiple times where I've been interviewed for market research and I've been asked questions that really feel like they're pushing me into the direction of one answer. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. Okay. If they ask me an open-ended question, like, you know, what's your biggest struggle with branding yourself? And I give them an answer and I can tell that that answer wasn't what they wanted to hear. They'll start asking me questions to kind of usher me into a different space. The issue with that is when you're not asking questions that are truly, truly positioned to get you the kind of information you need, not the information that you want, but the information you actually need, you run the risk of getting false information from your, from your audience. And it's not because they're lying to you. It's not because they want to pull one over on you. It's simply because they want the, the confirmation that they're doing a good job on their end. It's impossible to be interviewed and not want to do a good job and to be helpful to the person that you're talking to, right? Like, yeah. I think that's, ba- <laughs> that's basic, like, human interaction. So when we start giving them a sense of what the right quote-unquote answers are, they start giving us information that might not be totally accurate to their experience and that might not actually be focusing on the things that are most important to them. So the most important piece of that market research after knowing who your audience is, is knowing the right questions to ask them. That's actually going to help you turn around and take that information and turn it into really, really, really killer content for your podcast. Uh, And that's the last piece. Once you've done those interviews, 
how are you then going to turn that information into valuable content for your audience and also expand that to helping you figure out your niche in your podcast, helping you market that podcast, helping you use language in the show notes. It's actually going to stand out all of that stuff, right? It's not just, it's not just one of the puzzle pieces. It's all of them. And I find that some people struggle also to figure out the best way to turn that data into actionable steps in their, their journey in their business, right? Figuring out how to use that, all of that beautiful, wonderful information that they got and turn it into something really useful for their business. Yes. That was one of the biggest things when I took your market research course was I realized that maybe I was doing it without even knowing, like steering them in the direction that I was already thinking of going in. Having those clarifying questions was really helpful when I was doing my market research. It's so, it's so common, Julian. I think that like, I'll just say here, if you, if you've done this before, that's Okay. Honestly, no one's teaching how to do market research. Mm -hmm. There are really no courses out there with the exception of the one I recently built that are truly teaching how to do market research. It's usually, I don't know, I've I've been in courses where there's just a section of like, and go do your market research or after you've done your market research, right? Leaving all the blanks between how Mm -hmm. to actually do powerful market research. It's so common for us as individuals to, once we get in front of a potential client, to want to be validated in our actions as business owners, want to know that our offers that we've created are good, want to know that our prices that we put on there are good, want to know that the content that we're creating is good. And so inevitably, if we don't have the roadmap to actually ask really valuable questions, we veer into the category of asking validating questions, like, right? Does this sound like something you would want? If you have ever said that in a market research interview, yes. does this sound like something you would want? Which is like such a common question. <laughs> I don't blame you, but this is your permission to never say that again. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very guilty of that. <laughs> so many of us are. I'm, yes. I'm sure that I have to at some point before I like truly learn market research. It's a knee jerk reaction, I think. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing your market research, do you want to like take their exact words that they're saying or like, how do you turn what you get kind of into the content? Oh, such a good question. So I go into a lot more depth in the market research course, which I'll chat more about later. But in essence, there's two ways that you get to use your research findings to turn into content. You can use it as basically swipe files, swipe language that you can use both in marketing and in your actual, your, your content that you're creating, right? Your podcasting, any other types of content that you might create too. Literally taking language verbatim and using that to help mirror your audience and show them that you understand them, you get them, you speak their language. At the end of the day, accessibility is really important. And a lot of times when we're experts and we're using, especially when you're using your podcast to teach and to give information, a lot of times we forget what it's like to be at the stage that our audience is in. And so oftentimes we use language like jargony words and things like that, that just don't align with, with, with what your audience would use. Mm -hmm. So that's one way that you get to use your, your market research. You get to literally hear verbatim how they describe their problem. So you can turn around and use that in your, in your content. The other way is using it more inspirationally. So you will ask really powerful questions in my market research course. I actually teach you the 20 minute interview script formula. I don't give you the actual questions because those are unique to your business, but I give you a formula to be able to ask questions based on your, your research goals. With that, you will be able to walk away understanding their pain points, their desires, and how they describe themselves, how they identify themselves. 
with that, you got to turn around and, and look at how can you, as an expert, as a person with all of this knowledge, pair your content ideas, your information, the things that you really think that your audience needs to hear with the pain points that they have or the desires they have. So for example, if I'm interviewing someone as a coach and I'm hearing that one of the big, big, big pain points that they're facing is they just don't feel comfortable in the DMs. They know that they need to build relationships in the DMs. They know that they need to have conversations so that they can take their audience from cold to warm so they can pitch their high ticket offers. And they're, they're struggling with that. That gives me a really good idea that if I create even like, you know, four weeks of content around different aspects of DMing conversations, that I'm going to be answering one of their biggest pain points because it came up in the interview. So that's another example. So you kind of can get the verbatim and you can kind of use it as inspiration based on what kind of what kind of application you want to to use it in. Yes. Being so in the podcast world, I thought everybody knew what show notes were. And then when I was talking to somebody on a call once, they're like, what are show notes? I'm like, oh, maybe I should do more content around all the terms I use like every day in my world. So I would, I like, I'm, I'm kind of pulling that out as, as an example of impromptu market research. And actually I was going to go into this soon. So this is a really good segue in that a lot of times the, the market research that you might already be engaging in is more of the kind of impromptu informal type of market research. So if you've ever used polls on your Instagram, which I know you do, I do, I'm a big fan of them as like a form of market research, I would consider that informal market research. If you are using conversations that you have that aren't market research conversations, but just like conversations in the DMs, conversations with clients, and you're starting to note patterns of things that come up, that's informal market research, right? It's not prompted by a question that you might be asking. It's more passive information that you're collecting that's giving you really good information. As you do that, as you build that passive kind of more behind the scenes market research, you are building a lot of it. You're, you are gaining a lot of really good data that's going to help you with your content creation. The challenge here is it isn't enough to take your content from good to great. That's enough to give you some ideas of where you might be going wrong, maybe help you get back on, on track, but it's not going to actually pull from your audience their top priorities so that you can focus your energy on things that are really, really, really important to them. So for example, a lot of times questions might come up in passing based on the conversation that you've directed, but you're not actually hearing from your, from your audience what's most important to them. So I like to teach how to, like the, the best way to do market research really is sitting down and having like formal conversations. And I like to teach the way that you can ask questions in order to let them guide the conversation. Because let's face it, if you're asking questions about branding and branding being an issue and they keep like telling you that that's not actually an issue for them, it's, it's X, Y, and Z that's the issue. Mm-hmm. And you're putting all of your energy into conversations about this, this topic over here, this branding topic, you're focusing all of your energy in an area that's not really that interesting mm-hmm. to your clients. So I like to make sure that there's a combination of that informal market research and the formal market research, the informal helping you maintain that habit throughout the course of your business and the formal being what you really, really, really lean on when you're launching something new, when you're building something new, when you're pivoting, all of those kind of big key decision points that really need powerful information that's not guesses, but that's based on fact that you get from your, from your audience. People are scared sometimes to like hop on the phone with people because they're afraid they're going to get pitched to. (laughs) So I hear that a lot. Like they're like, I'm not going to reach out to anybody. They'll think I'm pitching them or people are like, I don't want to get on the call with anybody. They're just going to try to sell me something. So how do you get past 
that to get somebody actually on the call with you? It's such a good question. And this is something that I'm going to, I want to address in two different ways. One from the standpoint of like how as a community, we can start making market research more common, more ingrained into how we do business so that our audience gets it and they're in their part of that process. And then I also want to address it from the standpoint of how you can actually take action to make your audience more comfortable to hop on a call with you. So let's start with the second one. There are very obvious ways to make your audience immediately feel like they're being sold to. And we've all been on the other end of that. Like DM me if you, if, if this is you, like, let me know if this is you answer this poll, if this is you, right. Those are really common tactics that online business owners use, including myself, including you, right. We use to start conversations in the DMS that could lead to sales. The best way that you can avoid this is like the most simple, simple tactic. The best way that you can avoid this is making sure that when you are posting to gain, to see, to gauge interest in people being involved in your market research is to simply call out that it is for market research and not for sales. I know that sounds simple, but that small addition means either not getting people on your phone call or getting people on your phone call, right? So for me, when I didn't post that, I got zero people answering. When I did say, this is for market research, I just need 20 minutes of your time in exchange for X, Y, and Z. All of a sudden you get people flooding in like, oh, I want to help. I want to help because people love to be helpful and people Mm -hmm. love to share their story. So making sure that you're calling it out as something that's for market research and not for sales, that they will not get a sales pitch at the end of it is crucial. But the second piece that I want to chat about is how we can zoom out and actually make market research much more common in this industry, in the online space. Because market research isn't something that we feel comfortable doing. Most of us don't feel comfortable doing. And because it gets kind of like shoved to the side as almost an afterthought, that starts to make market research a rare thing, right? We're not seeing people post about market research as often as we need to. If all of us can engage in market research more often, which A, is only going to serve your business, but B, is actually going to help you feel more confident showing up with your audience, talking to your audience, basically making conversation as you know, coach or service provider, whoever you are, make that conversation much more comfortable. That's going to be really valuable. If we all do that and show up as in that power more often, we start to build a reputation that market research is a necessary step in this process and it has nothing to do with sales. I will say though, just as like a side perk, if you do really good market research, if you really engage and ask really thoughtful questions and use that sales script formula that that I mentioned, you oftentimes do walk away with people saying like, hey, I'm really eager to hear how you use this market research. Keep me in touch when you use this to, you know, launch your podcast or use this to launch this, this offer. And oftentimes you do get clients out of it. So while I'm saying it's not for sales, make sure that they understand it's not for sales. There will be no pitch at the end, simply building that trust and relationship and leaving space to, for your audience to be listened to and to just have a safe space to be able to talk about their problems and their desires that in and of itself builds enough trust for them to be want, like to, to want to know what's happening in your world, to want to know when, when you're going to release an offer based on the information that they shared. All of that stuff is a win-win-win. Does that answer your question? Is that helpful? Yes. And I can attest to that because I got on a market research call with you and that's exactly how I felt. I'm like, I'm really curious how she's going to use my answers. So yeah, I want to stay in touch and know what she's doing with it. Right. It's the, the funny thing about market research is that it's first and foremost a tool for you to help understand 
how to make decisions in your business that align with what your, your audience wants and needs. But there are so many trickle-down benefits that are so valuable to you. One of them being using that as a conversation starter. You know, you talk a lot about podcasts being a really, really good tool for brand authority, right? Building your authority, for expanding your reach, for being able to put out evergreen content that doesn't just go away in, you know, in 24 hours like it does on stories. But they're not necessarily way, you know, podcast isn't necessarily going to have an immediate back and forth connection with your audience unless you take the action to do that, right? Unless you mm-hmm. take your platform, take, take your podcast and make something of it in terms of like engaging with your audience in a more kind of personable, direct way. Using market research can help your audience feel much more connected to you because they're seeing all of the, the conversations you had coming to fruition in your content. They're mm-hmm. hearing content that is like directly tailored for them. It's like you're in their head. That is the best thing, right? If you can walk away from, from your podcast, excuse me, I'm like bouncing around here. If you can walk away from your podcast or if your listener can walk away from your podcast thinking like, oh my gosh, she's in my head. Like, I think, I think you've nailed it. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so is there any last things you want to tell us about? I've shared and teased the market research course that I mentioned. If you're someone who feels intimidated by market research, I want to say I understand where that comes from because like I mentioned, there's not a lot of people talking about how to do it. I also want to debunk that it it doesn't have to be, you know, a big time consuming thing. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to take more than 20 minutes of your time and you don't have to be a natural conversationalist to be really good at it, right? Like not all of us are super energetic, extroverted. I can talk to anyone at any time people. I am, but I promise (laughs) not all of us are like that. And so when it comes to doing market research in a really powerful way, all it really takes is you having a really, really, really good set of questions that you know are going to get you to your end result that are going to get you the information you need, knowing the tried and true professional level tips about how to actually navigate that interview once you're sitting in front of a person so you don't get all deer in the headlight, and then actually how to take all of the information that you gathered and turn that into really powerful content for your audience. So as long as you know those three building blocks, you can move forward with market research in a really confident way. If it's something that you're struggling to do, I have a market research mini course. It's 97 bucks. I walk you through prepping for the interview, building the interview script, learning the tips and tricks that I learned uh, in in market research professionalism, because there are people who actually do market research for a living. And I was one of them and how to take all of those findings and turn it into content like we talked about here. So I go into much more depth there, super accessible. And it is the only thing I've seen in the market teaching how to do market Mm -hmm. research. It's good for you if you, if you have a podcast, but if you have a blog, YouTube channel, whatever you use as your platform to communicate with people, including what you use to market all of that, it's going to help you kind of create a list of every single piece of content you could possibly create that you know is going to resonate with your audience. So I think if you DM Jillian, she can give you that, that link to, um, to the link out. is actually in my bio too. Cool. <laughs> link so in my bio, but yeah. The yeah. I, in Jillian's bio. Yeah. I took the course and it was amazing because I am one of those people. I'm an introvert. I'm not very good with the words and talking to people, but I was able to know exactly who I wanted to talk to, exactly what questions I wanted to ask them and how to actually dig a little deeper to get like the real answers out of them just by taking your course, which was amazing. So 
if you want to learn how to do market research, you need to go check out her course. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, cool. So link in her bio. If you want to mm-hmm. DM me at Forza Collective on Instagram, that's F-O-R-Z-A, a little Italian for you for the day. Um, <laughs> I'm also happy to share th- that same link. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes if this gets turned into a podcast. It will. <laughs> and if you have any questions for me, if it's something that you think you're interested in, you're not sure, obviously Jillian firsthand as, as a purchaser of the course yeah. knows the the back the back end of it and can and can share information there. But if you have any any questions for me, I'm happy to answer too. I am here literally spreading the good word of market research. If I can just walk away with people believing in the power of market research, I will be the happiest camper around. So I thank you so much for letting me share all of this information with your audience and in particular tailoring it to podcasters who this is like the future. I I love, love, love being able to use my voice in a longer form platform. So yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked about that. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom. Cause as you said, nobody's talking about it. So when I first found you, it was the first time I was hearing about how to actually do market research. I heard you need to do it, but nobody was showing <laughs> how to do it. I was like, okay. So yeah, I found you. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. If I hear one more person say do market research <laughs> and then like say you're on your own. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. Have a beautiful rest of your week. And thanks to everyone uh, in Jillian's audience for (laughs) giving market research a chance. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Thanks so much for listening in today. If you have been thinking of starting your own podcast, then come connect with me over on Instagram at Jillian underscore Grover. And let's start a conversation. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in this episode over at JillianGrover.com. I hope you learned a lot from this podcast and I will talk to you next time.